0: Welcome to this rebroadcast featuring Chris Shea of Life's Journey Life Coaching and author Lisa Delay. Learn more about Chris Shea by visiting his website www.lifesjourneyblog.com. And uh, welcome everybody who's here. It looks like we have a couple people here, so welcome mm-hmm. today. We try to Chris and I try to come on usually twice a month, and we've been doing things on Thursday nights. And I think we're going to switch mm-hmm. to Sundays because it's a little, I know it's a little more relaxed for me, and maybe we will have more people participate. I don't, I'm not really it's sure. Good. but um, It's worth a try. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll have another one of these on the 24th of April, and Chris will post that, and we'll try to put that out on the Twitters and everything, and, and we'll do another one in a similar vein. So... I, did you pick yours? Oh, you did pick yours already. I just forget yes. what the title is now. Oh, uh,
1: let's see. What did I, I put title you
0: on this spot. As you look um,
2: for- Yes, so I titled it, let's see, Be at Peace Like the Rock, How Nature Leads Us to Inner
1: Peace.
0: Yeah. And do yeah. you want to, for people who don't know you, there's, looks like there's nine and two people who are, I still don't know what that nine and two means. I guess maybe two can, two can respond and nine all together are watching. I'm not really sure. but um, I would like to think
2: 11 total,
1: but that's just yeah. my mind.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. And, and the one I was on uh, yesterday was supposed to be an hour long. Started at 11. It went two hours. I was so oh. worn out. But by the end, they were over, they were like, almost 60 people by that point. It, really? Was, really, it was really strange. Just kind of huh. kept gathering. And um, on a Saturday, I don't know what the heck was up with that. But <laughs>
2: I don't know. I, I guess we now have a challenge.
0: Yeah. You know, the other thing was that the, um, and it might have been because they're updating things, but the recording didn't come through either. Oh, no. So I'm <laughs> hoping for the best on this one.
1: Well, I yeah, hope it man. comes through on this one. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Do you want to introduce yourself, Chris? You like to give a brief intro?
2: Sure. I'm uh, Chris Shea, and uh, welcome everyone who's with us, and glad that you are here with us. And uh, as Lisa mentioned, we try to do this a couple times a month. And uh, thank you for joining us. I uh, also have a podcast which is called On Finding Peace. And you can search for that on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn, all those you know places wherever there's podcasts. Uh, and my website is uh dot and that's where I put my uh, blog posts. And you can uh, learn about what I do in my uh, private practice of life coaching and counseling.
0: Yep, and to to uh, introduce myself to you briefly. My name is Lisa DeLay, and I have a podcast called Spark My Muse. It comes out twice weekly and on a lot of different topics, uh, a lot of things having to do with self-improvement and growth, and I have a whole bunch of people from various backgrounds. Some are Christians, some are atheists, some are scientists, some are writers, and I like to keep it diverse and um, just kind of like that. I, my, next, my next guest is actually the guy from... The One You Feed podcast, and I, Eric Zimmer, he's a really, really neat guy. I really enjoy him a lot, and uh, he's he was a, an addict. He was an um, alcoholic and a heroin addict. He's in recovery, and I really enjoy his podcast. He was one of the very first people I ever uh, subscribed to as a podcast listener, so I oh. hunted him down a number of years <laughs> ago. I started listening to him, and you know, you... Mm-hmm. Start listening to podcasts and you're not sure you know some you let go some you keep and I've always Great. found this to be so content rich that I I finally found him I finally <laughs> hunted him down oh, and, that's uh, excellent. yeah so it, it's fun it'll be a good one and um, yeah hopefully hopefully we um, can have some of you back on a regular basis who are watching to come back and see what we're up to so we Chris and I found <laughs> each other through kind of the blab community and we've both figured that it would be more fun to co-host together we have overlapping interests and yes. instead of just labbing by ourselves it's always <laughs> fun to have someone to do that with and to also invite you if you're listening to come and participate with us as well
2: definitely we do have an open seat or uh, type in your comments but it's always great to learn from each other and that's one of the things that i love about doing this It's not just uh, us trying to say we have the answers, it's us seeking answers and love to hear how, uh, you know, you get on with life and find your answers and truths and inner peace and
1: all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, and as we were considering what to talk about for April, we were thinking about spring coming, and then we got a. Mm-hmm. Tony Phil lied to us. Obviously, <laughs> we got on the snow. <laughs>
1: well, I, I, I know you're
2: I know you're uh, kind of a Pennsylvania uh, person, but why are we listening to an animal?
0: <laughs> he's obviously senile. <laughs> <or something. laughs> oh yeah, he's a he's a liar, and uh, he, I think mm-hmm. we should impeach him immediately. But yes. Yeah, so, right. We were thinking, or he could
2: be a jokester. He could be sitting in this <laughs> hole right now just laughing and laughing.
0: Yeah, it's the jokes on us. Um, but, yeah, so we were thinking about springtime and how a lot of us are, well, we've started to get out of the house until we were chased back in by the freezing cold. But <laughs> thinking about how getting in touch with nature can be a time of real renewal as we kind of mm-hmm. get reconnected with the outdoors and our surroundings. And it's a, it can be a time for rebirth. For a lot of us and just wondering what how other people connect with nature and find find that to be a source of renewal some of you might connect with that others others might not but I know from for myself that's always been I was mm-hmm. very I was a kid who would and you could tell me Chris how, how it was for you but I was a kid in the summertime that there were plenty of days I would be outside. When, when I woke up, maybe like eight or nine in the morning, and I'd have mm-hmm. myself a lunch, and I might come back if I really had to use the bathroom, but <laughs> or sometimes i just find a place in the woods. Mm-hmm. And he, my brother and I would hang out a lot until maybe I was like 13 or 14 years old, and we'd go into the woods or go bike riding, and I'd just take food with us. We'd take food, and I wouldn't come back till supper. And that was
2: outdoors was just how we spent our summers and that was the same for me uh you know summers was bicycle time yeah and my friends and i yeah i don't know what time in the morning but whenever we were woken up you didn't have to kick us out of the house you know you woke up you hopped on your bike and off you went our rule was when the street lights came on you came home uh so we were all over the place, and, you know, we lived in the suburbs, but not very rural, although we had a nice, um, as a child, it seemed to be a very dense forest across the street. And, uh yeah, we'd bike around for a while. We'd hike through the forest. We'd have our adventures, and, uh, you know, life was just wonderful. And, um you know, I, I go back uh, to that area now, and the forest is a subdivision.
1: Right. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you
2: know that they're, they're taking away my childhood, but,
1: <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, life for me was outdoors and the woods and any stream I could find, any wildlife we could find,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: that's really what my friends and I
1: uh, focused on.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of kids now, of course, there's the video games and electronics and everything too. But mm-hmm. a lot of homes, now not not my home. My home can get into the '90s. A lot of days in the summertime, but a lot of homes have central air and kids are way more comfortable indoors. And I I remember in the summertime with me, we would just go deep into the woods or near water in the summer because that was much cooler. And occasionally we would go into like my garage where it was just cooler because it was cement and we'd sit on the cool (laughs) cement floor, maybe have a a mm-hmm. popsicle <laughs> or get ice cream. And, uh, I remember we would bike three miles to get ice cream at this one store. It was the closest place we could go. So we get, you know, it was pretty hot with the asphalt and, mm-hmm. like, you know, you'd see the, you see the, um, heat <laughs> waves coming up. <laughs> you'd bike three miles and then it was actually more downhill, get an ice cream and then bike kind of like uphill <laughs> three miles. So I mean, pretty much pretty dehydrated <laughs> at that point. And, uh, but that was, I remember just being this outdoorsy kid and really connecting with nature and looking, mm-hmm. knowing which what the, which birds were which and stuff. But my sister, really, you know, same family, but she was much more of an indoor person. So different people. It's not like I had the childhood everyone did. My sister, right. in the same family, she appreciated being indoors more than I did. So yeah. for some people, you know, connecting with nature is not going to be their first thing and I, I know my kids mm-hmm. even though it's even though I try to chase my kids outside, they you know my <laughs> daughter's more of a bookworm and my, my son does model railroading and he's like, I wanna work on my layout. <laughs> Please <laughs> let me work on my layout. And my daughter's like, yeah
2: <laughs> I, I can understand that. I, I grew up with model trains and my father's old Lionel trains. And uh, But that, for me, was the nighttime activity when we couldn't ride the bikes outside. Yeah.
1: um,
2: Or the rainy day or whatever it was. But I I can empathize to a degree. I mean, the the layout is important and setting it up is important. So, oh, yeah, I spent many an hour in the basement just changing track lines and watching it go around and around. Um, But that sparked imagination. You know, it was always a new adventure every time you did that.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes dinosaurs
2: would attack, but, you know, life happens.
0: <laughs> well, my son would have a huge problem with that because it wouldn't be realistic. So he's he's a real kid <laughs> But what do, you, do, you have any, do you have any spiritual practices that you do out in nature um, nowadays in your life now as an adult?
2: Really what I look at when I go out in nature is how can I be very mindful of what's going on for me and this is how it's been for a number of years that taking a walk outside is very much meditative Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people can sit somewhere quiet and and that's great Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I I was trained to sit in a chapel for however long for meditation and that's fine but my mind actually seems to wander more if i'm sitting in a church or a chapel trying to be still than it does if i'm walking through nature
1: Mm.
2: and you would think the opposite because nature has a lot of distractions Mm. but for me i focus not on that as a distraction but on what i can see and what i can learn from them Mm. and i try to do it in a mindful way in the sense that You know, what are the small things, you know, do you notice, you know, the spider or the worm or the ant or, you know, and a few times might stop and, you know, look, stare at, you know, this ant line walking across the trail or something. And, you know, for me that that's meditative, that's appreciating the stillness of nature in a sense, but it's appreciating what we have around us versus all of the chaos that typically
1: is around us. Yeah. So and leaving, leaving, it's leaving the phone I at
0: home it. too? Oh like Pardon? do you also like do you also leave your phone at home and you tried to eliminate like the the interruptive kind of distraction. Uh, I
2: wish I were that good. Um, <laughs> although the way I have my phone set up is the only time it makes a noise is if I'm getting a phone call. Or a text message so emails coming through or social media notices any of that right. stuff it doesn't let me know you know right. except for icons so really I'm not gonna pick up that phone and look at it as I'm walking now if it rings, I'm gonna see who's calling because you know it's a family do I have to pick it up um, and if it's not a family I'm not picking it up if I'm not walking so I kind of have it one for safety but yeah in case there's an emergency i guess
0: yeah but i'm not
1: looking at social media or anything i
0: i have been doing that too and i decided that i was either going to I made a decision that i was either going to leave my phone in my car mm-hmm. which is <laughs> like ah, oh! yeah or I was gonna, what am i gonna do yeah <laughs> will yeah. i live you yeah. know um yeah or just put it on airplane mode because then nothing can come in but I could still take pictures like so I like taking pictures of if I'm outdoors and I can still do that with my phone I can still check the time but really I can't receive or send I can't get any notifications of course if I still need it for some sort of emergency I'd have it but um, that way there really is no real distraction and I am not tempted to, mm-hmm. oh, let me quick, just go online real quick and just check this thing. Cause then I have to push a couple <laughs> buttons and then I'm stopped from doing it. And mm-hmm. it's like, I have to, pre- I do have to prevent myself from doing that quick. Oh, real quick on Instagram. Ah, because I, I'm too, I'm yeah. not, nah, so I, the airplane mode and I'll also <laughs> put it on airplane mode if I'm doing like an a guest interview or like now on this call i'm not mm-hmm. nobody can interrupt me i'm this is all i'm doing so right. on airplane mode or just completely out of the room and i can't hear it. and so that discipline is it has to be one of my rules because it will interrupt me in a way that's mm-hmm. unnecessary and you know my walks aren't longer than an hour <laughs> it's not like they're not longer than an hour it's half hour
2: or something you know I think so, the world can, can, can survive if you're not I, on your phone for everyone
0: will be okay <laughs> I might not be okay <laughs>
2: well that, that is an interesting perspective shift that I've thought about you know because as you mentioned when we were children you know riding about and here and there nobody worried about you know, what if we can't get a hold of someone or, know. you know, anything like that. That just wasn't a thought, you know. And, yeah. and today, here we are trying to think of what do we do with our phone, you know, while we're out taking a walk. Um,
0: <laughs> I know, it's crazy, yeah, right? It, it's
2: just this whole shift that all of a sudden, it's this necessity.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and I fall to that, you know, and I'm not putting that out there as a blame. I yeah. you know, I'm, I'm at the same way, but, uh, but yet, as kids and young adults, that, wasn't a concern you know I not. Mean, I, I made it back and forth to college and all of that without a phone you yeah. know amazing
0: yeah yeah you, we just hope that if you ran into trouble that you could get to a payphone eventually or someone give you a ride. but when you think about <laughs> bad stuff did happen in, in terms of like breakdowns and it won't mm-hmm. happen. but when you think about all the trips you've made and all the breakdowns you've had, how many really were there? I don't know. A couple?
1: I didn't have a lot.
2: But, but you know, I think back then, because you didn't have the cell phones, people would stop to see if you needed help. That's true. And, <laughs> yeah. and I, I know even today, if I'm going down the road, and I see someone on the side of the road with their flashers and their hood up, you know, I keep driving by mainly because I figure, well, they got their phone on. I'm sure they called somebody.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: but... Before the phones, I mean, you know, I would have stopped, or somebody would have stopped, yeah. and you know, hey, can I help you? Can I drive you somewhere? Can I, you know, get you to a phone? Yeah. Um, but I make the assumption, and maybe I shouldn't make that assumption, but you know, I assume they're on the side of the road and I've already called who they need to, and they're just yeah. waiting.
0: Probably, and they probably have, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. really, that's it's probably what's happening. But yeah, yeah, even even people who are you know in their nineties have their own. Phones, which is funny. It's funny yeah. to think um, what they, you know, what they've seen in their life with, with technology and, and all they've seen that somebody, so. yeah, I, I don't know. With with being in nature, I was the the guy I was just talking to, who'll be on my podcast, Eric Zimmer, was talking about having trouble with typical meditation in terms of like concentrating on your breath or having a mantra or. Mm-hmm. No, just um just even that meditation would ever be pleasant. He doesn't find it pleasant, but he finds it useful. and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the chatter doesn't really stop, and I'm kind of like that, too. you know, my mind is really it just goes and goes, and then I lay down to sleep and it's like electricity. I'm just out cold really quickly. and so um it's like the light goes on and the light goes off, and it's just constant, you know the whole time. so. Meditation can be, it really has to be a really disciplined practice for me to to calm the chatter down. It's taken years and years to just kind of be able to focus. But what he talked about was, was really great. And he talked about just doing sound meditation outdoors. So to just go sit on a park bench or a comfortable place on the ground and just, you know, close your eyes and just listen for sounds and be attentive to what those are for a period of time. So maybe you'll hear a bird or maybe you'll hear a truck in the background or something. And then you're just right. noticing them and drawing and then drawing back and then noticing it and drawing back. And I, and I kind of thought, oh, that's meditation. I could, I could totally do that. That sounds great. You know, that you would, you would just be aware of all the sounds in your environment and then, um, and not let your mind wander into your, you know, workaday thoughts or chatter and you just drop out right. to different sounds and just be, be present where you are and hear the sounds where you are and just do that for an extended period of time like 10 to 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. i thought i I, that's actually something i really feel would be not very hard to do because i I enjoy i enjoy the outdoors so much
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and you know i would say that for me when i got more into mindfulness and trying to stay in the present moment Falling asleep became easier in that sense mm. because my mind was always on the go, more so in the, the worried sense on the go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would lay down to go to sleep and it was always worried about what's going to happen at work, you know, what was, did I get this done? And, and there was just a lot going on and that would take a lot of, you know, my sleep was just with those anxieties and those thoughts and, and perpetually and it really does seem to me that you know recently the more that i can work in in a mindfulness and a meditative way yeah you know i i lay down close my eyes and very quickly um you know gone uh so i I think that's changed it and and what i do like with meditation is you know it can be done um in
1: really many different ways Mm. um but there's been a lot of studies that
2: do show the effect that nature has and it doesn't surprise me because you know we as humans i think we're we're geared for the nature and the cycle of nature and over the millennia we've just gotten further and further
1: away from that and uh you know, so I think when people
2: now are finding time to go into the woods and into the parks, and now you know they're they're doing these studies that say you know hey take a walk through the woods you'll feel better, you know and then I kind of sit back and go really you got money to do that study, uh, you know but I mean it kind of shows you know what what I think though is natural for us but we've been so removed that I think people now are so. I, I don't know, I mean chaotic in life and everything's coming at us and, and I think, yeah, with our phones and then we're always on and we're always uh you know reachable and, and all this that we don't take that time to relax, and you know we don't sit with nature and we're we're so separate from it, you know, and then I think there is that pull you know to get back to that and you know to like uh you know the good old days, so to speak when um, you know, we sat around the campfire, you know, because that's all you had, you know, <laughs> yeah. small tribe living in caves, whatever it may be, but you sat around the campfire for warmth and for whatever, mm. but you were in nature and you were still.
0: Mm-hmm. And recently I had on Christine sign who has some great resources at her website is Godspace dash MSA, which stands for mustard seeds, mustard seed associates. So it's godspace-msa.com. She has tons of resources for all kinds of prayer practices and prayer resources and praying the hours and all, I mean, you name it, it's just, it's tons of resources that she's done for years and years. And she's she's a gardener and a poet and a teacher, written books. And I really have enjoyed her resources over the years with a lot of connections to, to um, Celtic Christianity. But she does a lot of gardening And she talks about really getting in there with the earth, and and really, you know, really feeling the earth, and and all the parallels, the spiritual parallels and parables um, that have to do with like the garden of our heart and the soil of our heart. And uh, I found that so refreshing. And she actually kind of made me, you know, I have a little garden. It was just like three tomato plants last year and some lettuce, so I could have some salad basically. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I gotta. That might be a good thing. I just have to make sure the rabbits stay out of it. But um, mm-hmm. that that idea of taking some time to get not just walking around through nature, but actually my hands in the dirt and cultivating mm-hmm. plants and being actually a part of nurturing plants and yeah. seeing them develop from you know little tiny plants into Plants that are fruitful. Mm-hmm. Thinking of my own life in those terms, uh, there's something really yep. there that I don't I don't want to be separated from those types of things and just be just connected with technology. That's not the best analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the plants <laughs> and the living things are the better parable for my life, right? right. And I loved her. Right. I loved her. Um, just the way she was seeing the world and then every so often she'll have a a desk garden i think she calls it and she'll pull something inside mm-hmm. and she'll put specific things in and, and it'll for a season of time it's like her garden mm-hmm. of that season and she'll have different plants and a reminder of things that she wants to keep in in the forefront of her mind as she works she'll have this right. specific specific plants for specific mm-hmm. time and it's like so she's bringing the garden to her. You know, there's just, there's mm-hmm. just a lot of good stuff she has there. She's, I, I love her. I'm a, a huge fan. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe I need to think about uh, heading out and getting some, some young plants and having that kind of a connection with nature this year and doing more. I have some herbs mm-hmm. that have been coming up year after year, but I'm um, thinking about doing a, a little bit more with my little patch out there right have you gardened Michael, well, then, for yourself
2: no unfortunately i feel <laughs> things like that i am not maybe doing this
0: gardening. is the year for you chris <laughs> yeah yeah really <laughs> um you have a brown thumb
2: i i, I cut grass <laughs> i will appreciate <laughs> the gardens of other people um but uh i fear we all have our gifts and you know if somebody has a gift of gardening help feed me um but uh so growing up, my father had a large garden. I used to help him out in the garden. And uh, we had the manual labor of the garden. You know, he, he kind of knew how to make things grow. And I would go out there and pull the weeds and rake and, you know, stuff like that. And dig holes because I was a kid. But, um, but you know, I, I think it, it is very meditative and, and refreshing because when we're gardening and working, you know, outdoors
1: and that type of... of you know, work, it is going to slow us down.
2: You know, I mean, you have to work in between, you know, the rows of plants and and you have to be aware of, you know, are there any, you know, bugs you don't want on the leaves? You know, is there anything wrong with each plant? And Mm -hmm. so anytime, you know, we're deeply focused in things like that, it's keeping us in, in that moment. And, you know, it really, I think helps us to understand, you know, that everything that happens happens in the now Mm. and we notice those things. And, you know, if we can take that and say, well, if I can nurture these plants and I know what work it takes to nurture these, not only can I have that satisfaction when I eat the fruit of it, Mm. but if we do look at that spiritually, you know, is that not how we can be nurtured when we look at what god does for us you know and and how much time does god take in in that cultivating and and that patience and working with us and you know not really giving up um you know and and i think if we start looking at those terms we can find some of that renewal for ourselves
1: you know we we can find and inner renewal in the sense of the quiet time that
2: we spend out there and you know a renewal if, if we focus that on our religious beliefs right. you know and, and look at those parallels and to me it, it'll make a big difference uh, you know just those periods of, of quiet and reflection
0: yeah and there's something about you you can garden in a hurry i guess <laughs> You could but it's
1: it, uh, it very possible yeah
0: it usually slows you down though it usually is something you you can you can um, experience some joy with if you actually slow down and and do it right. um, I mean,
2: you have to make the conscious
1: effort to yeah. do
0: that yeah and I think when I I have a little raised raised bed kind of thing it's not super high but it, it's like I put some boards around and it's maybe 10 by 10 feet. And if you if it's raised enough, mm-hmm. you don't have to bend over and hurt your back and everything. And you just add topsoil, <laughs> and it's pretty easy. It's you know it's not that tricky. Right. And so my <laughs> slightly raised up, and then um, it's fairly fertile soil because you've added the soil and everything. And when I like to work on it, it's either in the morning when it's in shade, or it's in the evening mm-hmm. when when it's already not as hot. So it's kind of a pleasant experience, not like you're out there just baking away. And it's it, so it's kind of like this is a really uh, kind of pleasant, joyful time. way, so it's for me, it is a slower time, I can get a cup of coffee, put it out there with me, maybe, maybe play some music, but maybe just kind of enjoy the birds singing. And that can be its own devotional practice or own spiritual practice. Yeah. That you can work in, Definitely. you know, that that can be part of your, like summer and spring can be a slow down time if you want it to be, where you, you can just connect more with nature. Like we're talking about connecting with nature for renewal, and it can really mm-hmm. be a um, nourishing, refreshing time of like feeding your soul differently than you have in months past. Mm-hmm. You know? you're almost like getting energy in a different way or something. You're you're feeding yourself in a different way from a different trough. I'm not, I'm not sure my metaphors are working well tonight, but I know that when I've experienced just, you know, I'm weeding. I don't like it. I don't want, love weeding. But I know that this is kind of my time to enjoy the outdoors at a pace that, that I, that I appreciate the most, just a slower pace um, on my own time. Maybe it's only 15 or 20 minutes, but there's something really nice about it. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as long as you're enjoying what you're doing and you you know that, oh, well, I'm going to get some, you know, I'm going to get some cherry tomatoes out of this later. It's kind of, it can be really, it can be really a nice spiritual practice too. Not just a practical thing, in other words.
2: Right. And I think teaching, you know, ourselves as patients, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, you know, I get these green tomatoes when they're ready, <laughs> right. you know, and, and, and I think that's something else where we can look at in, in our own lives, where, you know, everything now is instantaneous, yeah. and when you do something like that, uh, um, unless you're some person doing experiments because they're trying to rush all this stuff nowadays, mm-hmm. but you know, if you've just got your backyard garden. Uh, You know, you really have to do it at its time and when it's going to be ready, it's going to be ready whether we want it sooner or not, Mm -hmm. you know. So how does that in in its own way help us to, you know, reflect upon slowing ourselves down, you know, that do these things have to be completed right now? Can we take more time with it? Can we maybe do something different? that's going to refresh us Mm. to go back to whatever say our challenge is uh but really just to help us to slow down and you know if we look at nature especially in growing that's really what it's about Mm. you know it does it in its time and and it works if we do it in nature's time it works it's when we don't do it in nature's time you know i think things get messed up Mm. and you know I think a lot of ways isn't that true with us. You know, we try to rush something or, you know, make our own quick decisions, you know, versus thinking certain decisions through and we uh, just end up with maybe something not as good as it would be if we were patient enough to wait for its time.
0: Mm. Yeah. The, the whole thing of rhythm of life, I was speaking to someone about rhythm of life and, you know, that's mm-hmm. the one thing we can't rush. You know, if we want it to be fall tomorrow, not going to happen. Even if we really want it to, you know, you can't rush seasons. Well, we did jump right back to winter, yeah, so. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, you <laughs> never know. Uh, but, you know, the, there's seasons of, of the year and there's seasons of life and there's rhythms that, um, mm. you know, that there's day and night and there's all these rhythms of life that are very natural. And if you want to rush them, uh, it usually... It right. usually gets all messed up. I was, I was just had a conversation with a stranger. Um, we were eating at a diner yesterday and we were having, I was having a conversation with a, a woman that, you know, I had no idea who this woman is. I'll never see her again. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about going to Florida and seeing all these women who looked exactly the same. And the reason why they all looked pretty much exactly the same, even though they varied in, in age by decades was because there's only two or three plastic surgeons in town. and they look about the same (laughs) because that's how they roll, you know. And thinking about... Yeah, and so thinking about that, you know, there's rhythms and seasons of life and there's, and, you know, you look one way when you age, right? So you're going to look a certain way when you Mm -hmm. age unless you pay someone to (laughs) change your looks, right? Exactly. Um, Exactly. um, And then you're going to look not how you would look if you were younger. You're just going to look some other... Younger way in some abnormal way, but then you know, yes, you can go and and you can get things done to your face to look lifelike, <laughs> as it as if you were younger. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be. It, it's not you know that's kind of like that's kind of like one of those things. You're sort of hijacking a rhythm of life, and you're kind of trying right. to make it work. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be. You know, yeah, you sort of look like a younger person, <laughs> but you can kind of tell, like, you look like that person too and that person, and it—it mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't exactly work, you know. So, like, yes, right. I guess you could say that your face looks less wrinkly, but it's—it's it's just kind of going against nature and natural cycles, and mm-hmm. you could be maybe more happy that you don't have the crow's feet, as you know. But I—but I wonder too, like that we're we are trying to cheat it and when we try to cheat the rhythm mm-hmm. and the seasons of life um it's it is at a cost and it's mm-hmm. not a cost that we're assuming that it is and um and then there's all the upkeep of <laughs> of that cost you know? <laughs> and i'm not just talking about plastic surgery you know but but that anything we hijack like that or anything we rush or we're not willing to take in its normal cycle. There's a cost. There's unintended costs and consequences that Mm -hmm. we're not maybe prepared to deal with, or we don't even know what's coming. And, and I think that um, it's just something to, to take into consideration when we, when we're in the natural world, the natural world works a certain way. And yeah, you can kind of mess with it, but it, it's gonna do what it's gonna do. And so you have to kind of you do have to kind of you know, be be one with it. You have to kind of go along with it. And you, you mm-hmm. can try to resist it, but you're gonna kind of be the fool in the end, <laughs> I think in a way, you know, like <laughs> You're gonna make a really nice looking corpse if you keep keep getting plastic surgery, but you know what? You'll still be food for worms. So congratulations, but (laughs) yeah, Um,
1: and and
2: I'm I'm sure the worms are adapting to plastic. So you know, know,
0: did you hear about that? That there's actually a new um a new rock that's been formed that that is also like the like plastic and is part of the is part of the rock, like. it's there's a new there's new rock and it it's partially plastic and they, it has a new category that it's it's adapted. Interesting. Um, obviously, it's partially artificial, but there's like a new category of rock now <laughs> because mm-hmm. because it does adapt eventually to like actual rock and then it becomes in, intertwined with it. But um, right. yeah, so I don't I don't know exactly where I was. I actually had a point with that, but um, that.
1: Well, I
2: I think, you know, in in hearing that, because, you know, to me, there is the cycle of nature, and you, you do have the seasons. But I think one of the things that's important that we tend to miss is all of these cycles have a purpose. And when we try to do something different or try to stop a certain cycle or mess with the cycle, you know, could those unintended consequences be the fact of, uh, having issues with and what the purpose is, oh, you know. So, yeah. you know, I mean, all living things are going to age. You know, if, if we just learn what the purpose, you know, for each of us in the aging process is, it helps us to be more who we are. And I think when we're fighting who we are, that's where a lot of the anxiety and conflicts conflict comes in. You know, so maybe nature in its renewing of us, if we can learn from nature in in the sense that it has a process and it works through a process and it doesn't really deviate from that process because it's worked for nature for, you know, since the world's been around, Uh, you know, the plants in the natural world has done what it's done since the beginning. It's us who come along and think we know better. Hmm. You know, and and what are we doing to mess with the purpose? In a sense, this is kind of a preview to my topic of being like the rock.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, You know, because the premise for uh, that one is, is, you know, the the rock is the rock and that's it. Hmm.
1: It does what the rock does, Hmm. you know, but we as humans want to do, you know, what... I don't know. I mean, you know, everything else and, and even
2: be non-human uh, in the sense that, well, I'm not going to age. I'm going to do plastic surgery. I'm going to do all these chemicals. I'm going to do all this makeup. I'm going to do all this because I can't let people see that I'm aging.
0: Right. You know,
2: well, whether the plastic surgery is good or not or, or what you're doing is, is well done or not, we all know you're aging. <laughs>
1: you
2: know, so... No, I mean, you're not fooling anybody, you know, because all of your contemporaries know you're the same age, <laughs> you know? So, you know, why fight what the purpose is? You know, why create this anxiety within, you know, oneself when you could just, you know, try to find how can I be a peace in this process? And what is the purpose of this process for me? Just like autumn has a purpose and winter has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that they all do what they do. And, you know, sometimes fall and winter may not be the most beautiful of seasons, but that's also a
0: perspective shift. Well, and and beautiful. Well I tend to think they are, actually. And beautiful in what way? Because um, as you were saying that, I was kind of like, you obviously don't understand what it's like to be a woman, but. um, (laughs) uh, No. (laughs) Because there is a lot. I mean just speaking from my perspective and other people you can weigh in if you're a woman and you feel differently I'd love to hear from you um I was just talking to a friend today who's who's gone through some health problems and I said you know as a younger woman I really I don't know why this is and I think I've heard this from other women too is that you really connect <clears throat> and I think this this would apply to men as well is that you really associate yourself with your body you're you, you feel healthy and you really connect with your body is me and I'm my body. Right. And especially if you um, feel like you get attention because of how you look or something like that, and you have identity that way. And then as your body starts breaking down and not really working or you get sick or you have troubles with your body in some way, you're like, what's going on? I, I'm not my body. Like this isn't working anymore. This isn't, I'm having all this trouble. And you start to separate at least I'm speaking for myself, you know, like, okay, my knee hurts. I don't feel like I'm part of my body anymore. I feel like my body's quit on me and I'm more than my body, right? I'm more than my body. And so as you get older, uh, you realize that you realize a shift happens and you realize there's something called glamour, which is like from the age of, 18 to 26 that's like completely the pinnacle of beauty in our society and it's really not beauty it's glamour youthful glamour Mm -hmm. and then there's something else beauty that has nothing to do with glamour that has this it's in it's sort of seen and not seen it's people sort of emit beauty in the seen Mm -hmm. and unseen way and and people are just sort of beautiful in how they are in their spirit and it can be glamorous or maybe not some some of the most glamorous people are sort of the most unbeautiful people sometimes you know and some of the people Mm -hmm. that are the the wrinkliest old people you've ever seen would never make the cover of vogue or some of the most gorgeous beautiful people you've ever met and you're you're just stunned by their beauty but of course it's not glamour Mm -hmm. it's not glamour we're talking about it's actually real beauty and so so i see that so I see the shift in, in myself as I, as I age, but also as I, I guess I grow wise. I don't want to be so presumptuous because might not be <laughs> it just might be a mental illness, but um, it, it's just that, that there's a shift as I get older. And I'm like, I'm not my body. And there's other stuff going on. There's things aren't what they seemed. you know, the things aren't, I thought things were one way. Mm-hmm. I mean, things are very different. And, I don't care. Like, I, I don't look like I'm 20, but also I don't care. And I know I used to pity women who were like, mm-hmm. older. No, they must be so sad that they look older. <laughs> and <maybe> they're <laughs> probably really pitying me. Right. They're like, oh, no. So yeah, she's, she's young, but she's a fool. You know, it's just, it's just really interesting how you share. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, and, 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 you know, I think that's the thing. And, and for me that this is that part of nature because not only can we learn from the nature of how it just is what it is, but you know, as you're saying, if, if we can be comfortable with who we are at the age that we are and know that this is for a purpose, you know, and, and I agree with you, you know. I mean, you know, back in the twenties, I, I thought I knew it all and and i was gonna change the world and all of this. And, you know, now that I'm older, I mean I hope I've made changes in the world, but I also know, looking back, that I knew next to nothing, and and I think when I was telling people that I knew everything, they were just inwardly laughing at me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they knew, like, they knew that one day I'm going to realize like, oh, this, this kid has no idea. He's
0: adorable, that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. And he's so cute and so wrong. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I, I think it is all in, in that outlook that that inner beauty, the inner outlook of just accepting who we are at the stage that we are. And to know that each stage of our life serves a purpose mm. and, you know, those early days serve a purpose. And, you know, yeah. hopefully, as we age and, and grow with some wisdom, it serves a purpose, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and 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 that's really is what bothers me with a lot of commercialism in our society, because it, it wants people to stay at a certain stage. Mm. But we're not meant to stay at a certain stage.
1: You know, we are meant to get old and that might mean wrinkly and that might mean slower and
2: achier.
0: And, <laughs> well, it certainly means achier for me. <laughs> but it, it, I'm going
2: to stay here. But, but you, know, you know, at what point did that become wrong? You know, when was that the bad thing? Right. Because that's the natural thing. You know, I didn't make a choice to become achier. You know, one day I got out of bed and couldn't move, (laughs) you know. And when I was younger, you bounced out of bed, you know. I didn't make a choice for that. It is what it is. It's nature, you know. And at some point I might get wrinkler, you know. And I mean, I've got gray in the beard. I didn't put that there for a look. It happened. (laughs) You know, so, I I don't know, you know, I've never understood that fighting against what's happening versus accepting what's happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. That's never been a thing of mine.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, I I think that everybody has their own, everybody has their own way that they deal with getting older or fighting it or not fighting it. Some people really embrace it really easily. I I know that there's... um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's guys who are dyeing their hair for whatever reason. I mean, I, I don't judge. I don't judge. I I might dye my hair in a year or two when I, I mean, I have a couple grays. Uh, it might happen. I'm not. I'm not going to judge anybody for doing that. And you know, it's kind of like what you're comfortable with in in some of those areas. But but the other thing is just that, like, what is the It really has to to go back to that core problem or need. Like if you're doing it because you feel some sort of self-loathing or not an acceptance of yourself where you are, who you are. Because I know some people are like, oh, I want to look nice. And it kind of ends there. And there's other people who are like, I really am unhappy with myself. And I really am ashamed. I'm ashamed that I'm getting older. And I'm ashamed I look like this. And mm-hmm. that can really be a thing. And I you know I, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle just being terribly insecure. And I think that's actually kind of normal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Kind of normal to, to one degree or another, right? And yeah, then exactly. when you when you really and, and that's why and that's why when you when you have your identity sourced in God, higher power, when it's not doesn't begin and end with you. Your identity doesn't begin and end with mm-hmm. you. It really, it really does shift, and it doesn't have. You don't have to hold up that entire burden yourself.
1: Right.
2: Exactly. You know, it's because for me, and I think this is where nature really helps, and, and hopefully, you know, if someone is feeling, you know, self conscious about who they are and, and maybe what they're becoming to try to take some nice meditative walks in nature, you know, because in nature we can see all the stages of life. If, if you get the opportunity yeah. to walk through woods, you know, you see the yeah. new growth and the middle growth and the old growth and yeah. you know, you might get to see, you know, the mother bird with
1: the, you know, babies and the and, and maybe begin to understand they're not judging each other. They're just doing
2: what they do, you know, and, and at some point they're born and grow and at some point they're an old tree or an old plant or, you know, that old bird trying to fly, you know, where it's going. But yeah. but they just are,
1: whatever it is, doing what they do to the best of their ability. And and there
2: is no judgment. And, and I really believe it is our society that's put that judgment on us, you know, because we yeah. might feel that anxiety about how we look and and the low self-esteem about how we look because you watch TV and you see the ads and the billboards and everything else that says, "This is how you should look. Well, yeah. you know, wh- who's to say that is how I should look? You know, who came up with that? And uh, nobody asked that question. you know, I, I just found it amazing that I, as like the culture you know created that, You know, people just want. oh yeah, we gotta look like that. Did anybody ask who came up with that? Why is that the standard? it's
0: arbitrary. It's arbitrary. Exactly. I I think so. uh, I don't
2: know of any standard book that says, here's how to look and go for it.
0: Well, I mean, you could say it's arbitrary. I mean, I I guess you could say it's the most fertile at a certain age, then that would be the most, you know, a mating thing. But you can also look back into the 1700s and see powdered wigs and realize mm-hmm. that what was important then was wisdom and the wisdom of age. And people mm-hmm. didn't live that long. And so, if, you know, George Washington is wearing a white powdered wig. That's the fashion. And the fashion is to look old and wise and be respectable and to have a white a white wig on to look old and mm-hmm. wise. And women were, you know, they were powdering their faces to look old <laughs> and women were and men were and it was phony and that was the cultural and that was the fashion right um and now it's not you know it, it does it does come and go but mm-hmm. it, it does seem arbitrary it does fashion is arbitrary anyway but um, oh, yeah. i think some of the some of the glamour is too like whether mm-hmm. models are going to be you know really skinny as a rail or voluptuous so that's that like sometimes they're really skinny sometimes they're really curvy mm-hmm. and that that changes and it's it's like a, a whim and <laughs> and so we're getting dragged we get dragged along but yeah it is it is somewhat arbitrary and i think we'll get we'll get sucked into that but if you i was thinking about that the thing about um birds do what they do and you know squirrels <laughs> do what they do and here we have all this consciousness all this extra free will and thought power and all this stuff to contend with and those social pressures mm-hmm. and all these, you know, essentially feedback loops in our brain, deciding what we should do and what we should think and what we should yeah. think about other people thinking about us mm-hmm. and we get ourselves into all this trouble.
1: Oh yeah. You
2: know, and, and if you just watch animals, and whether it's your own pets or, or get out into the woods and just watch the animals, that's not their concern in life. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just doing what they do and it's usually survival. You know, I mean, for them it's food gathering and shelter and survival. And and, and I think mm-hmm. that's, I don't want to say, you know, I don't like living in a nice shelter and having food at the ready, but I think because we live in, in the way that we do, that's what's taken us away from nature and, and, and into this judgment. Because we have time to do that, you know, most of us aren't trying to forage for food and eat only when we get it. That's not true for most of us, you know, and most of us have a good shelter. We don't need to build shelter before nightfall, you know, but so we can sit back and spend the time. And and many of us spend that time in judgment, you know, and and it's not just in judging others, but in judging ourselves. You know, and, and then yeah. you know, saying I don't look like that other person or I don't act like that other person and and then automatically it becomes well then I must be Wrong, you know, so just because yeah. I don't act like my neighbor or a person. I know then they're right. I'm wrong and uh, yeah. Yeah. You know that leads us down, you know that path and uh, you know, so hopefully people if you can look at the nature around you and, and if you don't have woods then You know, even in the cities, they plant trees and there's parks, you know, which has all Mm -hmm. kinds of bugs and squirrels and, you know, things, you know, find where there's wildlife and, and just watch it, you know, just, just spend a moment and watch what the ants do or a bug does. And uh, that's one thing that's really helped me to refocus on kind of what's important in life.
0: And I think, too, even if you don't even have access to that, you could still buy flowers and look at the mm-hmm. design of them and look at the the way that they're made so beautifully and how they. Even the um, transitory nature of flowers and the transitory nature of us, I think mm-hmm. there's just so much to be learned in in metaphor about mm-hmm. nature, too. There's just constantly lessons I um and that's why going back to nature in, in the nicer weather, hopefully we'll have it soon, but in the nicer weather to really go and learn and be a student of nature can right. breathe fresh life into our, into our spiritual lives, like into all of our well-being, I think, in life. I think that yeah. that's why it was neat that you mentioned something I was sort of already, we were, we were um, having a mind meld. Maybe that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we should be worried. <laughs> but um, so we're thinking in the same lines, maybe because it's just getting nicer out in spring, but that it's important that we connect with the actual created world mm-hmm. and pull away from some of the some of the negative, destructive, social, political nonsense that happens sometimes, and right. go right back to what it, what are the natural things around us that we can draw strength from and renewal mm-hmm. from that are the most real things in a way. of of creation
2: and and i i think you know especially now with the politics and everything going on you know in the world you know like you say you know watch what that flower you know is and really study the flower you know watch what the animals do and just think to yourself you know what concerns do they have right now you know what, what are the things at the top of their thought process you know when we know all the stuff on top of ours and maybe just spend a moment in thinking, what if that's all I had to worry about? Mm. Maybe it'll change it,
0: yeah, right. And I, I think, even though we it's hard to set our worries aside sometimes, mm-hmm. we can still have at least okay, for you know, for the next 15 minutes, I'm gonna give myself the permission to not worry about anything for the next exactly. 15 minutes all i'm gonna i have no plans to worry about any any single thing i'm giving myself a permission slip it's sometimes a very liberating thing and um just you know saying this is this is my walk i'm going to take a walk it's going to be a freedom walk (laughs) of 15 minutes or whatever and and give ourselves a time um i think it's very it can be very life-giving and if we have the opportunity to do those things now that the weather is starting to be spring-like at least in the who knows where people are actually watching this, but in the northern <laughs> hemisphere in the United States, <laughs> it's starting to get nicer out yeah. hopefully soon. And um, I think that it's it does it does regenerate me. Now, for some people spring it doesn't have the quality to them, but but um I really appreciate when like, mm-hmm. the buds come out and I have the yeah. lilac bushes that are just starting to get their buds on them. Nice. And lilacs are just one of my favorites. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts for us, Chris? Um, What do we have to look forward to on your podcast?
1: Um,
2: Well, on mine, I I was looking to, I I think, almost like a continuation of this talk and to focus a bit more on what we can learn, um, you know, about being true to ourselves and Mm. the more that we're true to ourselves, then the more chance we have at finding
1: our inner peace. Uh, And I I guess I would just encourage people
2: to, um, you know, find that time, and I I like Lisa you put about the permission. You know, give yourself that permission to find the time to observe whatever nature you have around you. And, uh, you know, just to really slow yourself down enough to notice it and watch it and, and ask the questions and see what you can learn from it. You know, it may seem strange, but what can you learn from that ant that's running across your floor? you know it might be something i don't know before you smash
1: it you know but um you know so but you know just really
2: take those moments and and slow yourself down and and see what we can learn because there's always something to learn
0: Mm, yeah yeah thank you so much everybody for for being with us during this time i'm Mm -hmm. going to try to put it if you if you came in late or if you want to recommend this to a friend or anything i'm going to try to put a replay of this on sparkmymuse.com in the replay section and I will also send this to you Chris so that you yes. can, if it, hopefully if it goes through okay hopefully. Um, so that you can put it on your YouTube channel we've had some glitches in the past but um, yeah. then it can be a resource for people later if you want to come back to it or exactly. see something that you missed or anything like that yeah. and okay. hopefully you can you, know, you can all join us on the 24th at mm-hmm. 8 p.m. on a Sunday The twenty fourth, and hope to see you. And don't be shy out there. We're not getting any people (laughs) contributing, but we're happy to we're happy to hear from you if you'd like to contribute to to something that we're speaking about.
2: Yeah, and if you have thoughts later, you know, find us on our social media and drop some thoughts there as well. And you know, again, we can learn from each other. Yep. So
0: great. Thank you so much, Chris. Right.
2: Thank you, Lisa. Have a great night.
0: You too. Bye Bye, bye. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode with Chris Shea. Learn more about Chris Shea by visiting his website, www.lifesjourneyblog.com.